Hi, it's Richard from the Story Walk Podcast. The Story Walk Podcast is composed of real stories that I make up while I am out hiking, snowshoeing, skiing, and backpacking with my children. You may notice background noise during the podcast due to the real nature of recording these stories in the outdoors. The Story Walk Podcast is supported by 10adventures.com. Go on 10 adventures to find great family adventures in over 60 countries on Earth. Imagine a family-friendly safari in the Serengeti, exploring Inca ruins in Peru, a cycling holiday on car-free roads in Germany, and many, many more great ideas. To find all the great family adventure ideas and to make memories that will last a lifetime, check out 10adventures.com family. Now, on to today's story. I'm going to tell you the story about the diamond as big as the baseball stadium. This was in a little city in the mountains. This story happened about a hundred years ago. And deep in the mountains, there was an old homestead with an old rancher, two sons and a daughter. And behind their homestead, they had an enormous mountain. This family was very, very poor because when you're in the mountains, the soil is usually not very good for growing things. They tried to grow some vegetables. They had a couple goats, a cow, a pig, and some sheep. But they were always hungry. In fact, they had so little money, they had to make their clothes out of the sacks that their potatoes came in. Some of the people in the town nearby would make fun of them because they were wearing clothes that were made from the bags you carried potatoes in. It was a very hard life for this family. The father's name was Isaiah. Unfortunately, the mother had passed away. The three kids' names were Tommy, Timmy, and Tammy, and they were nine, seven, and five, with Tommy being the oldest. Old Isaiah had gray hair, even though he wasn't very old, and a massive gray beard. They said trying to feed a family on his little ranch in the mountains was so tough, it turned all his brown hair gray or white. One day, Tommy, Timmy, and Tammy were out climbing the mountain behind their ranch. This mountain was owned by Isaiah, but like many mountains, it's impossible to grow anything on. It was just a big mountain, about 700 feet high and about a thousand feet wide. You could walk around the whole mountain in about 40 minutes. The mountain was full of rocks and trees. And Tommy, Timmy, and Tammy had just started to enjoy going to explore the mountain. Old Isaiah, their dad, had no interest in mountains. And he had honestly never even been on the mountain. He was too busy trying to get food for his family. Well... As Tommy, Timmy, and Tammy climbed the mountain, they noticed something very strange. A lot of the rocks, when you kicked away the dirt after their footsteps, glittered. And in fact, when the sun hit it, it shone very, very brightly. They kept climbing, and everywhere they went, they noticed this strange rock they were walking on. It was so very shiny, and it was very jagged. As they came down, they found a pebble underneath some of the dirt. It was about the size of a small jawbreaker, and they brought it home to show their dad. 
Tammy thought it was a very pretty, pretty rock. And Tommy and Timmy were very interested as well. They had never seen a rock like it. And living in the mountains, there were a lot of rocks for them to look at. They got home and they showed their dad Isaiah. Well, wow, this looks like a crystal of some sort. Great spotting, kids. Let's put it on the fireplace so we can look at it. The kids loved to look at that rock every day. And as time went on, they went up and they found bigger and bigger rocks. Some of the rocks they found were the size of their head. All of them were these really glitterly crystals. And soon their mantelpiece became filled with these mysterious rocks. One day, they were playing out front with one of the small rocks, pretending to use it as a marble. When a neighbor came up, he looked at the rock and said, Isaiah, come here. You got to see what your kids are playing with. Isaiah came over expecting that his friend would want to scold Timmy, Tammy, and Tommy. But no. Their friend said, By golly, I think this is a diamond. Where'd you get it? Isaiah said, I'm not sure. But his mind started working. They had hundreds of these inside their house. If these were actually diamonds, what would that mean? He wouldn't have to worry about getting food for his family anymore. His friend left and Isaiah held the diamond. And that weekend, the whole family went to the nearby town. It wasn't the biggest town in the country, but it was big enough to have a couple of jewelers. Isaiah went to the first jeweler he saw and he said, why, this has been a family heirloom, this rock. I've always been told it was a diamond, but I've never found out. It comes from the old country. Can you please confirm it? Even though it was only the size of a small rock, maybe the size of your thumbnail, the jeweler's eyes opened up wide. Why, well, I say, this, this is one of the biggest diamonds I've ever seen. I'll buy it off you right now. Old Isaiah started to smile. Well, before I sell it, I want to know a little bit more. How can you be sure it's a diamond? The jeweler looked at Isaiah as though Isaiah knew nothing about gems and minerals. Why, well, of course it's a diamond. Look at it. Come and look through my little microscope. They looked in the microscope. Isaiah wasn't really sure it could still be a diamond. But the jeweler made lots of sounds. Mm-hmm, look at that. Mm-hmm, look at this. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Classic diamond. That's what you got here. And a pretty big one, too. I bet you this diamond's 10 carats. I see. I looked at him and said, Carrots? I thought you said it was a diamond. What good is this? doesn't look like a carrot. The jeweler laughed. <laughs> no, it's not a carrot. That's a unit of measurement. It's a very big diamond, though. Isaiah smiled. And you say it's worth $100? Well, now that you mention it, I'll say uh, might be worth more like $300. This was a long time ago when $300 was an enormous amount of money. Isaiah said, 
Well, now I'm going to go and check the other jewelers to see how much they'll pay and just to get them to confirm this is a diamond. The jeweler's eyes widened. Ah, uh, did I say $300? I say, I say, how does uh, $600 sound? Isaiah was amazed, but he said, I better go check. The jeweler said, okay, I'll give you $800 and not a penny more. I might lose money on this. Isaiah wondered. This jeweler has come up from $100 to $800 in five minutes. This must be worth a lot. He said to the jeweler, Well, now, uh, I think I want to keep it. This is a family heirloom. If I do sell it, I'll bring it back to you. He walked out and went to the other jewelers and asked them for their opinion. And sure enough, this jeweler also said it was worth lots of money, only it wasn't worth $800. In the end, this was worth $1,200. Isaiah went to two more jewelers, and eventually one jeweler offered $1,700. Isaiah couldn't believe it. He had hundreds more back at their house, and a lot were bigger. In the end, he sold that jewel for $1,700. He went home with $1,622 and a lot of food for the family. That night they had an enormous celebration and Isaiah told Timmy, Tammy and Tommy that the special crystals they had found on the mountain were very valuable and that they couldn't tell anyone they existed. No one must know that the mountain in their backyard was actually an enormous diamond, bigger than any building they had ever seen. Isaiah started to every weekend go to a different town to sell a diamond. Soon he was selling tens of thousands and then hundreds of thousands of diamonds every month. He didn't know what to do with all this money. He didn't want to raise any alarm by building a mansion on his property because the rest of the town would wonder where is Isaiah getting all this money and they would realize the mountain behind his little ranch was actually an enormous diamond. So Isaiah and his family moved to San Francisco where nobody knew him. He could get back to his ranch, which was in the foothills of the Sierra Nevada, the mountains about 200 miles from San Francisco. The first thing Isaiah did was he bought one of the best mansions in San Francisco. The second thing he did was he went and got fancy clothes for every member of the family. Now, if you saw them walking around the streets of San Francisco, you would think there goes a very rich family. No one would have ever thought that this family, only one year ago, had been so poor they didn't even have enough to eat. Isaiah then became a jeweler himself, so he didn't have to explain where all these diamonds were coming from. All of a sudden, merchants from around the world would come to his shop as people realized he had the best selection of the largest and rarest diamonds. Isaiah also made sure his children got the best educations. And Timmy, Tammy, and Tommy started to become leading figures in San Francisco. In fact, when new tourists would come to San Francisco, one of the first things they'd want to do is go and see old Isaiah's house. 
It sat on a hill overlooking San Francisco Bay. And to call it a house was a disservice. It was enormous. In fact, it was bigger than the biggest hotel in all of San Francisco. They had hundreds of servants and staff that worked there. And Isaiah would hold the biggest banquets in the entire city. Thousands of people would come to listen to bands, look at art, have incredible meals, and best of all, go dancing. And every month or two, Isaiah would ride out of town on his horse in the direction of his old homestead. After a few hours when he was sure no one is around, he hid his clothes in the wood and turned back into poor Isaiah the rancher. He put on his old clothes for the rest of his ride to his old ranch. When he got to the ranch, he greeted everybody. He had made up a story about them living in a different city. And so people were always happy to see him. And he said he came back just to check on the ranch and make everything was sure was all right. He'd stay a day or two, during which time he'd make a couple walks up into his mountain. He'd always carry a backpack with him. And when he was sure no one was around, he'd kick the dirt away and with his little pickaxe, knock out some more chunks of diamond. When he'd get back to San Francisco, he would sell that diamond. Old Isaiah handed over the family ranch to Timmy, Tammy, and Tommy, who all got married and had large families. And after Isaiah got too old to ride back to the farm, one of his kids, Timmy, Tammy, or Tommy, would do the same thing. Ride out of town and after a few hours get changed into some old rags to go to the old family farm. And as years became decades, decades became hundreds of years. And what nobody realized is that mountain behind Isaiah's farm slowly was getting smaller and smaller. And so if you go there today, you will see in San Francisco and across some of the biggest cities in the world, descendants of old Isaiah living in mansions all over the world. But if you go to that mountain right now, it's only a hill. And the hundreds of grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren of Isaiah are now worried. What will they do when the diamond that was as big as a mountain turns out to be no more? For it's only a hill now and every year they're taking out so many diamonds. It's sure to be gone within seven years. The end. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe and give us a rating. This podcast and all the ideas and characters are copyrighted by myself, Richard. Bye-bye.